Father, thank you for this time that we have to gather together. Lord, we thank you for the technology that you have given us. We're on a Monday night. We can join together to um, come together in your name, to love on one, one another, to love on you, to receive your wisdom and your direction for us. God, I ask that you would speak through me, give me clarity, uh, give me direction so I will know exactly what you want shared tonight because I am not good enough to author the whole thing on my own. I've got to hear from you. And Lord, I ask that you would build this, this group however it needs to be built. Draw ladies in. Let this be a time where we can motivate and inspire so that we can be continually better, so that we can walk in the great victory that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we come together like this in order to spur one another on. My husband spoke yesterday at church about being motivated. And let's just face it, ladies, we do not stay motivated on our own. We, um, in, our, in our own strength in our default mode we are not self-motivating we don't just generate motivation on our own instead we kind of we there's this constant drain of passion and motivation so we need this channel we need this group we need this time for us to draw motivation from one another so i'm going to ask you Send a message to a friend and say, hey, I haven't seen you on Fight Time in a while. Like, why? Are you just unmotivated or are you able to keep yourself motivated? Like, why are you not drawing from the well that our leaders are setting up for us? Uh, let's hold one another responsible for being motivated. This is not the time to lose motivation. And I really want to um, bring to our attention something that is very real called the summer slump. It's very real. There is such a thing as, by George, I think this music is getting louder. I turn it down and then I think it gets louder. Okay, there really is something called the summer slump where everybody just, it's almost like a resistance fighting against us just to settle in and, and just... Um, get comfortable and and hit the pause button and and just stop on God. Literally, our passion drains. I don't know if it's the heat or I don't know if it's just the distraction of everything that the, the summertime brings. I'm not sure, but we have to fight the summer slump because if we don't watch it, we will settle in, we will get comfortable and we will tell God, hold it, Lord, hit the pause button. I just kind of want to settle in right here and, and just let me just get comfortable for a little bit. And when we do that, right after that comes the slump. And what's the slump? Head going down, shoulders slumped over, dragging our feet, tired, weary, no interest, no motivation. We've got to fight that. So our marching orders for this week are don't settle in yet. I felt the Spirit of the Lord say this to me. I think it was last week and I put it in my notes for tonight. Don't settle in yet. It is not time to stop. It is not time to say, okay, God, this is great. I've had enough. 
I felt what the Lord was, was showing me was, yes, maybe you had a taste of victory, but it is nothing compared to all the victory that he has still for you. So maybe you've had a little taste of success, but it is nothing compared to what else he has to pour out on you and for you. So you've had a little taste of victory. You've had a little taste of deliverance. You've had a little taste of, um, of a good relationship. You've had a little taste of your marriage being on fire. We're not going to take up camp and say, okay, God, this is great. You've brought me out of bondage. You've brought me out of poverty. You've done some good things in my life. So I just kind of want to pitch camp here. And I, I kind of, Lord, I'm, I'm really ready to just settle. I'm really ready to just settle in. And listen what happens when you just settle in. You settle. You settle short of the finish line. You settle without receiving everything that God has stored up for you. And then some things that God has been desiring to pull up to the surface and get out, start settling back down in the bottom of your heart and in the bottom of your marriage. And let me tell you why we don't need to do that. The reason we don't need to settle is because the Lord is saying, I have not given you everything that I have stored up for you. And I've used this example before, but it seems really relevant right now. So I'm going to say it again for a nursing, a mother that's nursing. You have all, I nursed my babies. And so I would have all this milk that my body was producing and I really needed my baby to demand it and draw it out of me. And if they were not hungry, then I was, I was struggling. I was like, I've got all of this for you and I need you to, I need you to want it. I need you to need it. And I feel like that's how, did you actually know, um, somebody Google this if you want to, that the Bible actually does say that God is the breasted one. And so, no, that's not calling him breasted like a woman, but like an eagle. He, he, he wants to pull us in under, under his wings. So he's got so much for us. So much stored up from up for us. So much that he wants to pour out on us and give to us. And he, he needs us to draw it from him. And so when we settle, when we're like, oh, thank you, Lord, for this blessing. It's really, really good. Thank you, Lord, for the touch that I've received. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that I've felt. I'm really just kind of ready to settle in right here. He's like, no way, baby girl, because I've got so much in me. I'm ready to get it out. I'm ready to pour it out on you. I don't need your blessings. It's just like when my babies were nursing. I did not need that milk. They needed that milk. I didn't need it. I was producing it. So God does not need your blessings. You know, people say, oh, the enemy's just after my home. The enemy's just after my car. The enemy's just after my job. The enemy can't do anything with your job. God doesn't, God's not going to do anything with your job. The enemy's after you and God is after you. Okay. So God cannot, he has no use for all of these blessings that he is ready to pour out on you. They were designed for you. So he wants us to draw from him more, more, more of what he's already given us. Okay. So I'm going to give it to you this way. Mark 11 and 24. 
Is it making sense? Somebody tell me if that's making sense. Mark 11 and 24. Jesus said, well, I'll go to 23. Then looking around, Jesus said to his disciples, how hard it will be for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Why? Because they're like, I'm just going to settle in right here. I'm going to, I'm going to settle. I'm going to settle in right here. I'm going to settle down here. I'm going to kind of let my passion settle. I'm going to kind of not walk after more. I'm not going to chase more. I'm ready to just rest and get comfortable. I was saying, I'm going to say this a minute ago, um, and I almost let it slip my mind. So I said, when we settle down, when we settle in, then things in our lives that God has been trying to pull up to the surface and get out, they settle back down. They settle back down into our hearts. They settle back down into our marriage. Here's why we don't want that to happen, because do you know what it takes for the ocean, in the ocean, for things that are at the bottom to be stirred up and brought back to the surface? A storm. Yeah, a storm. So it is not time to settle. Somebody put that in the comments. It is not time to settle. I'm not settling in. I'm not settling down. And I refuse to let things settle in my marriage and in my heart and in my life. Keep me stirred up, God. Because if these things that God is trying to bring to the surface and bring to the light and get out of our lives, if we let them settle back to the bottom, then he will have to bring a storm to stir them back up. But if you won't settle yet, then he, you, you will not force God's hand because in his grace, he will bring a storm into our lives to get junk out that is settled to the bottom. So I will not settle. It is not time to settle. Let me read it like I wrote it. Don't settle in yet, ladies. Don't get comfortable yet. We desire comfort Especially in America, we are programmed to seek after and desire comfort. But this is what I felt like the Lord was telling me. We desire comfort, yet our comfort zone limits God. So yes, I know you're blessed. Yes, I know you feel highly favored right now. Yes, I know God is working in your life and he has... He has removed the depression. He has removed the guilt and shame. He has freed you from the anger. He is doing a work in your life. But he is saying, don't settle in yet because I haven't scratched the surface on what I want to pour out to you. And if you settle in and get comfortable right now in your comfort zone, your comfort zone limits me. That's what God is saying. Your comfort zone limits me. We are not ready. We are not ready to stop. We are still marching on, hungry, seeking after more of God. Okay. Verse 24. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard it is. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> I'm in the wrong chapter, but I will read it. How hard it is. Maybe this is supposed to be. How hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. Okay, rich people. It's hard for them to make it to the kingdom of God. Chapter 11 of Mark, verse 24. Oh, I'm rusty. I haven't, I haven't gone live in weeks. Mark 11, 24. 
For this reason, I say to you, Jesus said, whatever you pray and ask, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Whatever you pray and ask, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. The New King James Version says it this way. I'm going to look it up real quick. Mark eleven twenty four, because I was reading in the Tree of Life. Let me go to New King James. New King James says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. There's another translation, and I thought it was New King James, but it's not, that says, whatever you desire. That's where I want to go right now. Because you will not ask unless you first desire. Okay, so I put in my notes that the root of our problems lies within our desire. So we're settling in because we don't really desire more, which goes along with what the scripture I accidentally read a minute ago that it's rich for it's hard for a rich person to enter to the kingdom of God. Why? Because they don't desire more. They're comfortable with what they've got. Whatever we desire He tells us to ask in faith and believe and we will receive it. Well, there's another scripture, Psalms 37 and 4. If you want to write that down. I'm going to look it up. I have my Bible here, but it is easier to to just pull it up on the computer. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. All right. If we want our prayers to be answered, then we need to be praying God's will, which means we need to be desiring God's will, which means we need to be delighting ourselves in the Lord. Okay, so what does this have to do with settling? When we quit desiring more of God, then we quit asking for more, and then we're ready to just settle in and settle down and just have God hit the pause button. Lord, just... Let us stop right here. In other words, what we're saying is I've already got all that I desire from you and I'm not, I don't really want any more. So you can just, you can just stop and I'll, I'll catch you later. That's what we're saying to him. Okay. So we need to ask ourselves, what do we desire? What do we desire more of? Because there is something inside of us that's asking for more. Of something, we're either going to be asking for more relationships, or more things, or more, more something. Our, in us is this constant desire for more, 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 more. The eye is never satisfied. The flesh is never satisfied. So, what are we desiring more of? And the reason we would want to settle in and settle with Christ is because we don't desire any more from Him. So, this is what I'm. I'm just going to get frank. I'm going to get honest with us. This is really what, this is what I'm beating around the bush to try to say. So many times we come to God and we're not receiving more of his presence. And we're not receiving more of his spirit because we just really don't desire it. We just, we just don't, we just don't really, um, 
want it. And it's really easy to say, oh, well, that's not for me because if that were for me, then I would get it. If the gifts of the Spirit were for me, then then I would have it. If the Holy Spirit was for me, then I would have it. If um, if the the gift of prophecy was for me, then I would have it. If if the 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 gifts of the Spirit, like um, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, if those were there's nine of them. If those were for me, then I would, I would have them. No, not necessarily. James says you have not because you ask not. That's in the book of James. You have not because you ask not. And then Jesus said, whatever things you desire, ask in prayer and believe and it shall be given to you. So you don't have those things because you don't ask for them and you don't ask for them because you don't desire them. But it's just really easy to believe the religious lie that, oh, well, that's just not for me. Hogwash. It's for everybody. The things of God are for everybody. God is not limited in the love that he can pour out. He is not limited in the wisdom that he can pour out. He is not limited in the Holy Spirit that he can pour out. He is not limited in prophecy that he can pour out. He is not limited in the word of knowledge, tongues and interpretation, word of wisdom. And, I, and my mind is blank. I can't think of all the gifts of the Spirit. He is not limited in any of those. But we don't have them because we don't ask for them because... I mean, maybe we kind of want them, but we don't really desire them that much. And a lot of times we don't desire these things of God because we're a little un unknowing about them. And they're, they make us a little uncomfortable. And so we come to God and we say, okay, God, I, I want your peace. And okay, God, I want, I want your blessings and I want your provision. But I don't really know if I want you to do like all of that in my life. I don't, I don't know that I want to be that on fire. I don't want to know that I want to, I don't really know that I want to be that consumed. I, I don't, I don't want to look different than the world. I don't want to be labeled radical. I don't want to be labeled one of those on fire, super passionate Christians. So just kind of give me the peace, but leave the Holy Spirit. I'm not real sure about that. God is saying, don't stop. Don't settle in. Don't settle for what you've already received. Yes, it is wonderful, but no, it is not everything. Yes, it is grand. And yes, it is glorious, but no, it's not everything that God has for you. Don't take up camp where you are because you're not at the finish line. You haven't received and you haven't, you haven't received everything God has for you and you haven't done everything God has for you to do. You haven't reached every person that God has called you to reach. You haven't prayed for everything or every person that God has called you to pray for. You haven't encouraged every person God's called you to encourage. You haven't, you haven't had compassion on every person that God has called you to have compassion on. You haven't lent, lent a hand or advice or mentorship or direction to every person God has called you to lend a hand or advice or mentorship or direction to. You haven't made every dollar God has called you to make. You haven't been elevated to the, to the final height that God is going to elevate you to. So if you stop right now, then you're stopping short of everything that he has for you. Yes, it's great, but no, it's not everything. So... Where are you? My question to you is, where are you stopping short? What are you settling for when God has so much more? So here's the thing. I was talking to somebody tonight, and 
I told him, I said, we, my husband and I, we can't control people's desires, but like every Sunday and Wednesday and, and when we do these fight times, honestly, what we're doing is we're pleading with people to start to desire more of God, to start desiring a good relationship with your children. Start passionately desiring a good, a great, a thriving relationship with your spouse. Start desiring the gifts of the Spirit. Start desiring the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Start desiring the, desiring the Holy Spirit by the evidence of speaking in a heavenly language. Don't be afraid of it. Desire it. He's got it for you. Don't settle and say, well, that was for Brienne and Pastor Jeremy. And that was for maybe their kids and their family. But I don't really know if it's for my household. Yes, it is. You just got to want it. You just got to desire it. But God's not going to give you the, the, the things that you desire if you don't desire things from Him. Okay? So you got to desire them. You got to want them. You got to get passionate. All right. Let me look at my notes and see if I somebody tell me how long I've been going. Yeah. That's a lie, Darlene. I haven't been reading comments, but I do see Darlene's. That is a lie from the enemy, and you need to say, "Satan, I come out of agreement with your lies in Jesus' name." I am not deserving. My pastor's not deserving. The best person in the world is not deserving. But the blood of Jesus is perfect. And he shed his blood for me. I get under his blood. And it is, has nothing to do with whether I deserve it. It has everything to do with whether or not he desires to pour it out. And he desires to pour it out. Thank you, Sarah. Okay? He desires to pour it out. I'm going to give you this example. I've done it before. I'll say it again. So when um, Bryce and Jaron turned 16, before they turned 16, Jeremy worked really hard. He sweated. He busted his tail. He cleaned a lot of swimming pools in the heat and in the freezing cold, 100 degree heat, freezing cold, setting money aside to purchase vehicles for our boys. <clears throat> so... On the day that they turned 16, what did we do? We surprised them. We surprised them with um, vehicles. So how would we have felt? How would Jeremy have felt? Put this in, let's put this in perspective, Darlene. How would Jeremy have felt if after all that sweat, all that hard work going and picking out the vehicle, presenting it to his sons, with keys, he's already paid the price, okay? If the next day, after they turn 16, they've got their license, they wake up and they go to the bus stop to try to catch the school bus because they don't deserve that vehicle. If they get on the school bus, it doesn't mean Jeremy had to pay any less of a price or I had to pay any less of a price for the gift we gave them, okay? So you believing, us believing the lie that we don't deserve the gifts that Jesus Christ died, paid the price to give us, us believing the lie that we don't deserve them doesn't make his sacrifice any easier. Instead, it hurts his heart even more, okay? So whether or not we deserve it is not even part of the question. Jesus Christ already paid the price. So get 
hungry for more. Let your heart desire. Let your heart desire what God is desiring to pour out on you. Marching orders this week. Don't settle in. Don't settle down. Don't settle yet. It's not time to stop. I want every one of us, our prayer to be, Father, whatever you desire to pour out on me, whatever you desire to pour into me, whatever you desire to pour through me, I want it. I'm asking for it in Jesus' name. I want to receive it. Pour it into me. I want to feel it. Pour it out on me. And I want to give it. Pour it through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for making clear to me what I needed to share with these ladies. I ask, Lord, that this word would go forth now in the name of Jesus. Take my weakness and you strengthen it and let it be anointed to do a work to motivate every one of us to quit trying to settle when you are calling us to more. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I love you, ladies. Happy Monday. Excuse me. That's your marching orders. Go forth. Get out of that summer slump. No summer slump for, for Cove Ladies Fight Time group. Motivate somebody to draw from this well. Encourage those that are in a summer slump. Tell them they're settling. They're settling. And if they settle in... If they get too comfortable and let some things settle to the bottom, then it's going to require a storm to get it stirred up. I don't know about you. I'd rather just stay pursuing more of God. See you later. Love y'all. Bye.